Johnny Gaudreau went back to Calgary and uh, got booed a lot. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how the Blue Jackets had no right to walk out of there with even one point and uh, goaltending. We're going to talk about all of that and more on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. For Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you new stories, uh, good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, it's going to be a lot of that last one in this episode, I think, about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also over on YouTube. If you haven't hit subscribe over there, please feel free to do so. It helps me out. It helps you out. You get notified when episodes go live and everybody wins. Now, before we get started as well, I also have to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And, uh... Where we're going to get started is that game, which was, honestly, the Blue Jackets had no right to, uh, to to perform as well. Well, okay. The Blue Jackets had no right to take that game to overtime. Um, they got outworked in basically every area, except they somehow managed to score two power play goals. Um, in like 50 seconds. So, hey, great to see the power play working. Um, that's only Patrick Lyonet's second power play goal this year. He scored to make it 2-2. Two, two. Um, two primary assists from Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, again, you love to see it. I was expecting a big game out of him. We talked about that yesterday with um, Jess Palmasto of Locked on Flames. Uh, my prediction was not quite right. Um, I believe Jess got right, though. She said a 4-3 overtime win for the Flames. Um, Johnny Gaudreau was involved in the first two goals and uh, he was on the ice when the third goal was scored but did not get an assist so I'm going to count that as him being involved in the goal because it's my podcast and I can say what I like but really, really great to see um, for someone who has been on a little bit of a uh, cold streak recently it's, uh, it's nice to see him Coming, coming and showing up uh, showing up big on a night when uh, a lot of the team did not. Um, similarly, Patrick Laine, uh, he has like 11 points in his last seven games. He's really, uh, again, continuing to show up. Um, okay, Johnny Cadreau actually has five points in his last three games. So he's not been on as much of a cold streak as I thought, but still really great to see him... Uh, show up big, as it were, um, on a night where he got booed basically every time he touched the puck. So um, that kind of... He knew it was coming. Um, I think it was... It, it, it was funny. They cheered during the tribute and then immediately started booing him again. So I think a lot of the booing was, you know, at, at least some of it was kind of good-natured. Um, but it did... 
it did make me laugh. Um, he also had a penalty shot, which he unfortunately didn't score on. And uh, in he had five shots on goal, plus uh, at least one, which will not count, where he rang it off the post to uh, tie the game. Uh, which, I mean, Boone Jenner ended up tying the game shortly after that anyway. But a really, really good night from Johnny Gaudreau, which we need good nights from Johnny Gaudreau. Um, you know, it's... When the stars show up, like they did last night, like they did against San Jose, um, it's going to be a good night. And did they get the win? No. But also, there was absolutely no way that they should have even gotten close to overtime uh, without goals from Line that goal from Boone Jenner, um, assist from Johnny Gaudreau, uh, Kirill Marchenko uh, now has 10 goals and zero assists, which is extremely funny. Um, and I kind of hope that he keeps this streak going for as long as possible. Um, there was a, I think it was, it was like the 2015, 2014-15 season. Um, Brandon Perry was a Florida Panther and he um, finished the season with 22 goals and two assists somehow. Like it made absolutely no sense, but that's kind of what I hope Karel Marchenko does. Because uh, again, I think it's friggin' hilarious. Um, but the stars showed up, and so did the goaltender. Um, and we're going to talk about the goaltending in just a minute. But first, I have to talk to you about Athletic Greens, because uh, it's a really, really great product. It's something that I've been using on and off for about a year now, and I just feel so much better every time I remember uh, to take it. I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy. Uh, I didn't have time to you know, go through swallowing like a whole fistful of pills every day and athletic greens is perfect for that uh, because it's all in one with us with one scoop you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right support gut health nervous system immune system energy recovery focus aging just all all of the things that we need to live our best lives it's lifestyle friendly. It costs less than $3 a day. And uh, it's just a really great way to invest in yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. There's no need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's talk goaltending um, because Jonas Corposalo set a new high in shots or uh, in saves, excuse me. I don't know if it was a new high in shots faced but a new high in saves. It was, uh, let me pull it up. He made 45 saves <laughs> in total uh, versus the 25 that the Blue Jackets had. Uh, and then when you go to shot attempts, it is uh, 87 shot attempts to 45. Um, the Blue Jackets had no right to still be in this game. Um, just, just none. No right. Um, and if we 
go and look at Kopsalo's um, pro process in this game, uh, which I will see if I can find uh, while I while I talk to you something else. Um, yeah, Kopsalo I thought was phenomenal. Um, he was the best player by far, and that's not a sentence that I expected to say a lot this season. But he's really making a good case to. Um, he's really making a good case to stay on this team, which, again, is... I'm not sure that's what's going to happen. Um, is he our best goalie right now? Yes. Is he the only expendable goalie? Maybe. The problem is that his contract expires at the end of the year. He's a UFA. The team went into this season expecting to either keep him as a rental for the playoffs or flip him at the deadline. Um, I still think flipping him at the deadline is is an option here. I think he is really increasing his value with this kind of this run of play. Um, but it's uh, I don't know. It's it's tough to say in terms of what they're going to do with Jonas Corposalo. Um, because they just like what what do you do? Do you keep the only good goalie that you have right now um and let him walk at the end of the season? Do you trade him uh see if you can get Elvis back on track, bring Tarasov up from Cleveland um and you know run run that tandem for the the rest of the season like I could see them going both ways. I don't know that Corpusala will be a Blue Jacket next season. I can't see a path in which he, unless they decide to cut their losses with Elvis, if they decide to um, trade him, buy him out, whatever, I don't think we're that. I don't think the Blue Jackets are there yet. Um, I think next season is going to be a huge season for Elvis. Next season feels like it's going to be make or break. Um, but I don't think they they dump him yet. So I wonder, do they give Corpusalo another one-year extension? Do they flip him at the deadline and go with uh, Muslikins and Tarasov? I think the play of Tarasov has been really reassuring um, this season. But it... Uh, I don't know. It's it's a tricky one because you're really kind of... It's it's a real risk to trade your best before goalie. And I understand that the Blue Jackets, like, it's better for them. At this point, it's better for them to lose games. Um, but it really, I think what it comes down to is what can they get for Jonas Corposalo? And honestly, um, if you, like, the play he's been, like, his play at the minute is good enough that I think a first-round pick is not entirely out of the question. So then it becomes, who needs goaltending? who still has their first round pick um you know so he's up to he's a 908 save percentage um his last two games he's had a 920 and a 918 game before that was uh carolina which doesn't count and then the game before that uh was a 929 so every game he plays he is pushing his uh trade value up and he's also giving the Blue Jackets a chance to win games. So, 
We'll see. It'll be a shame to lose Jonas Corposalo. I've been saying this for like two years now. I'm going to miss Jonas Corposalo. I think he's a, a good goalie that plays better than more he plays. I think it's probably why we're seeing such good performances out of him this season. Because he's been playing a lot because Elvis has been struggling. Um, I think he's a fun guy. I think um, I have liked his and Elvis's tandem for the last couple of years. So I understand that it's time to move on. But I will miss uh, having Jonas Corposalo and hey, maybe he'll go and help a playoff team do a deep push. Um, I don't know who, like Toronto might be an option. I know that there's some some drama happening there with their goaltending. Um, beyond that, I can't think off the top of my head. LA might be an option, obviously, uh, with uh, Jonathan Quick getting older and older. Cal Peterson not doing it anymore. Um, I believe that they have... Uh, Phoenix Copley of uh, North Pole, Alaska, uh, which is my favorite place that a goalie has ever come from, uh, doing more work than they thought at the minute. And yeah, he's he's uh, succeeding. But I wonder if LA is an option for Jonas Corposalo, which would mean I would still get to uh, cheer him on because as we know, or you know, newcomers to the podcast, uh, I am a part-time LA Kings fan. I don't want to talk about it. It's fine. It kind of happened by accident. But um Hopefully, Jonas Corposalo goes somewhere that we can all cheer for him and not Toronto. <laughs> but um, I want to talk about one more one more quick thing um, and then get into the preview for tomorrow's game. I believe Wednesday night they are facing Edmonton, so we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, uh, I've got to talk to you about... FanDuel, the NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, you can join today to get started with $150 worth of free bets when you place your first $5 bet. That is $150 in exchange for $5. That's a pretty good deal. Just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. They've got all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. And you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. And uh, this weekend or this week, you could put some money on, I don't know, the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets winning in Edmonton seems unlikely at this point. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But you can do that at Fanduel. On an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay, so I wanted to, to briefly touch on the officiating last night, which was maybe the most egregious officiating I have ever seen. And I've watched a lot of a lot of games. And I do want to preface this with, I don't usually go after the refs because I think it's an incredibly hard job. I think if they were, you know, that they're, they're only human, they can only see so much of the game. Um, sometimes they're facing the wrong way. Sometimes they're distracted by other things. Sometimes they miss things. Sometimes they make bad judgment calls. It's... It's a tough job. It's a job that you do. Like, if I had to do my job at, you know, 20 miles an hour skating around an ice rink while, you know, there was a game happening around me, and I understand it's their job to focus on the game, but, like, my point still stands. It's a hard job that they do at high speeds. Um, I don't know that I could do my job at high speeds. I don't know that I could do their job. You know, it's a very tough job, and I understand that things get missed. However, 
the officiating last night in overtime specifically was maybe the worst case of officiating I've ever seen. So Patrick Lyon gets interfered with, gets hauled down. Johnny Gaudreau gets hauled down about three seconds later. They're both out of the play and the Flames get a three-on-one, which they score on to win the game. Like, okay, yeah, it's... It is what it is. Officials miss calls all the time. And I do want to say that they missed calls the other side as well. I, I tweeted about them. Uh, Erica Branson got away with one early in the first. Patrick Liner got away with one later in the game. Um, you know, there was a missed high stick on Adam Boquist as well earlier in the game. Um, just a... I don't know, man. It was just a bad night for officiating. And it wasn't even that it got out of control, really. Like, I've seen games where the officials are like, no, we'll let them play and they'll get out of control. I've seen games where the officials call everything if they look at someone the wrong way. You know, Um, the too many men penalty, I thought, could have really gone either way. It was, I mean, I was fine with it in the moment. But, you know, like looking back on the officiating as a whole, like just some real bizarre calls and it's so frustrating especially in overtime as well i understand that you should call the game the same whether it's the first period of a meaningless flames blue jackets game on a monday night or game seven of the stanley cup finals like you should call the game the same way and i understand that they let things go in overtime and that's frustrating for many reasons um but i just needed to Get it out of my system, get it out of the way, complain about the refs, and uh, move on. Because the Flames game was a a good test, I think, to how the rest of this trip is going to go. The Blue Jackets, like I said, they had no right walking out of that with a point. But I will take it, and uh, we'll see how they do with their next opponent, which is the Edmonton Oilers, who have uh, victimized the Blue Jackets. In uh, recent memory, I know there's a Conor McDavid goal that is still on highlight reels everywhere that he scored against the Blue Jackets a couple of seasons ago. Um, they have some real firepower. They are uh, they're on a six-game win streak right now. Um, they're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Could get interesting. Um in terms of players to watch, here's, here's one for you. Zach Hyman has 12 points in his last five games. Uh, that is not the that is not who I expected. Um, eight of those are assists, four goals. Uh, Conor McDavid has five goals in his last five games. I'm looking for him to have a, a big night. Uh, on the flip side, Patrick Laine uh, has six points in his last five games, including two goals. Johnny Gaudreau's got four assists in his last five games. He's got one goal. Um, the goaltending is suspiciously good. Stuart Skinner is having a real good rookie season. Uh, he's got a 9-15 save percentage, 13-10-2. and two. Jack Campbell has been struggling. Uh, he's 14-8-1 with an 8-8-7 save percentage. I assume that the Blue Jackets will see Skinner. Um, and I assume that Corpusala will probably also play in that game. So it'll be Corpusala versus Skinner for the goaltending. Um, and then I just looked at the team stats to kind of get a, a sense of, of where they are. The Blue Jackets are no longer 32nd on the power play, which is exciting. Uh, after two power play goals last night, they've moved up to 31st in the league. On the flip side, the uh, the Edmonton Oilers have the best power play in the league at 31%. So I think the, the key for this game is um, don't do crime. Don't do crime because uh, chances are they will make you pay. Um, 
like I said, McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh, Zach Hyman, they're all threats on the power play. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl has 73 points this season. Connor McDavid is up to 88. Um, 88 games in 48 games. Like, he's probably going to crack 150 points this season. He could hit 70 goals. Like, just a, a monster, ridiculous season from... McDavid, uh, of his 40 goals, 16 of them are power play goals. Zach Hyman has 12 power play goals. Leon Dreisaitl also has 16 power play goals. So, you know, that's from those three guys, um, although I think it might just be those three guys. Uh, Randy Jordan Hopkins has seven. Tyson Barry has two. So nine goals from people not Connor McDavid, uh, Zach Hyman, or Leon Dreisaitl. So it's that top unit that's really getting it done. Um, so if they can keep those guys off the ice, then that would be great. Um, I'm not super confident about this game. I wasn't super confident about last game, but it kind of, it went okay. Well, it didn't go okay. It was, by all accounts, a bad game for everyone except like Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Laine, and, and Jonas Corposalo. But if the stars show up, against Edmonton like they did against Calgary. If Jonas Corposalo shows up like he did against Calgary, um, it could could potentially turn into a pretty fun game. Um, in terms of predictions, I'm going to go with Patrick Laine opening the scoring because he's on a real hot streak at the minute. Like I said, 11 points in his last seven games. Um, had three points in Calgary last night. Um, I am going to predict, God, I'm going to say it's, a 5-4 overtime win for the Blue Jackets. I don't know why. That's just, that's the feeling I get. I'm sticking with it. And we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow, we will do a uh, prospect report. We are going to be starting our draft coverage a little bit earlier this season. Uh, so we've got some draft profiles coming. And uh, we're going to do Connor Bedard. Because why not start with the big gun so that's going to be tomorrow's episode uh, thank you for listening to this episode thank you for making it your first listen of the day every day Locked on blue jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms we're over on youtube and uh we'll see how the game goes um you can follow me on twitter for game updates at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can follow the podcast at l-o underscore blue jackets if you have comments questions criticisms you can email me at locked on bluejackets at gmail.com and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.